Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Amen. Praise the Lord. And hello, everyone. Hello to all of our online family. I can't believe it, but we're back to church online. And I know that this is kind of a, what a crazy season we're living in. And can I tell you, as we were preparing to make this decision, our entire leadership team, we were really brokenhearted about, um, about kind of going back to church online, not being able to meet together. It's been so wonderful. We've had so many powerful services here. Um, however, the reality is, is that, um, you know, this is our stewardship. We are, are, are a stewards of the ministry that God has given us, and we are responsible for the church's well-being in, in every facet possible as far as it's within our power. And so um, as we went around the table talking, um, our entire leadership team, everyone said, you know, the last thing I want to do is shut down, but because of all of the indicators around us, not to mention what's happening um, from our, our government, uh, from the government level, from what our leaders are saying, just what we're experiencing kind of uh, in a very anecdotal, like uh, our close proximity, we just felt like we need to do this. And, um, but God is good. Jesus is on the throne. And I want you to say amen to that right now. He's on the throne and it's all good. And here is the interesting thing. I, I got a verse the other day that really jumped out at me uh, as I was reading in my devos and little did I know that it was a message I feel now for today. I have a few verses that I wanna give you and I, I feel like it really speaks to the hour that we're living in, and I hope you'll take the time to memorize these few verses and to really pray them into your heart. And I want to talk to you from Hebrews chapter 6 today. Hebrews chapter 6. We're going to be looking at um, just a quick line in the life of Abraham. And uh, this, was, um, this was really powerful the Bible says, when God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. God was making a, a gigantic promise to Abraham at that time. It was an enormous promise a promise that actually included us. It included you and I. We are here as part of the fulfillment of the promise of God to one man. God spoke to Abraham and made this amazing promise to him. And, uh, and we're part of all of that. Now, look at what the Bible says. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. So after waiting patiently, Abraham 
received what was promised. I read this actually in the Good News translation. It was a little bit simpler. Here's what it says. It says, Abraham was patient, and so he received what God had promised. And today, the title of my message is Patient Faith. Because what we need right now is a unique brand of faith. It's patient faith. Today we're going to go back a little bit to the What's Your Vibe series in a way um, because God wants us to be patient. So look, the very uh, um, uh, natural definition of patience is this. It means to be even-tempered while enduring a trying circumstance or trying circumstances. And you know, as we're filming um, this message today, I was just talking to a friend of mine and talking about the, 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 the disappointment of actually uh, not being able to meet together again. And I was just encouraging him and saying, hey, you know, these are trying circumstances, but we need to stay even-tempered. We, re- we need to remember to keep the right kind of vibe and to, to go back to the What's Your Vibe series We said that the vibe of patience says, I'm able to wait for the best from God and from people who are in process. When we did the What's Your Vibe series, um, the, the fruit of patience, the vibe of patience spoke more to our relationships. But today, we're talking about the other side of that vibe, which is, I'm able to wait for the best from God. And that's what we need. We need the kind of patience that is able to wait for God's best. And we know that God is a good God and that he's a faithful God. And in the mystery of the ways of God, patience is a big deal. Look at what Andrew Murray said. Andrew Murray said, waiting is the great remedy for all our needs. Believe it or not, There's something about delays that is really, really good for us. None of us like it. (laughs) None of us like to wait. None of us uh, um, like to feel delayed in any way. But our, our loving Heavenly Father knows what's best for us. And, um, and so we want to respond to these days. We want to respond collectively as, as a body with patient faith. So, so come on, lift your hands with me right now. I just want to pray. And I want to pray for us. And I want to pray for our nation very quickly. I want to pray for all of our families. Come on, let's join our hearts together and, and, and ask God to give us this amazing posture of patient faith. Because can I, can I just say this before we pray? Sometimes the big promises take some time to be fulfilled. And God made a big promise. And God, God has big things for you and I. God has great things for the church. And we may not understand it, but God is getting us ready to do big things and to bring him big glory in the days ahead. So come on, lift your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. And God, our hearts are set upon you. Our times are in your hands. We love you, God. We praise you, Lord. And, and we're so thankful that no matter what happens in, in, in these days, Lord, 
Lord, you are in charge, O oh God. All is well. And, and we, we, we rest in you and we praise you. And God, we just ask for a fresh impartation of faith, Lord, for each and every one of us. And we pray that we would be in a, empowered, Lord, and enabled by the Holy Spirit to do our part, oh God, in, in, in this nation, Lord, in, in different states that are represented. Lord, and people that are watching from around the world, we are people on mission. We are people that are called to fulfill your great purposes, oh God. So Lord, would you strengthen us with faith? Would you give us the faith that we need, the very faith that you gave to Abraham so that we could see your powerful promises fulfilled? And so Lord, we love you. And we praise you and we, we celebrate you, God. And we rest in you. Bless this word. Bless, oh God, um, people who are watching, Lord, from their homes, maybe from a car, from an office, wherever the people of God find themselves. I pray that there would be just such a unique um, um, connection right now in the spirit realm. Make us one in the spirit. Dial us into you, Lord. And Lord, give me grace right now. I pray that you would help my feeble lips, oh God, to bring you glory and honor and praise. We thank you. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we're talking about um, patient faith and here's the thing about um, Abraham. What, part of what made his faith so strong is that he understood that he was living under the promise of God. In other words, patient faith is patient because it has this, uh, a faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you don't see. And so patient faith, though, operates because it's living under the promise of God. Are you living under the promise of God today? Is your life being shaped? Is your, uh, are, are your perspectives and your reactions and your choices being shaped by the promise of God? We, as the children of God, are under the promise of God, and God is going to bless us. Somebody say amen. Say, God is going to bless me. I'm under the promise of God. And I want to encourage you that if, if somehow in the last 30, 60, maybe 90 days, some promise that has been precious in your life has slipped away, I want you to get a hold of that promise today. I want you to go back and take hold of the promise of God. And if, you don't, if you're not operating, if you don't have some of those promises, you need to go dig some out of the Bible. You need to spend some time with the Lord, and you need to let the Lord speak some promises into your soul because the children of God live and walk by the promise of God. Abraham is like a crowning biblical example of patient faith, but it's because... He lived under the promise of God. So what I want to do is, is uh, just uh, um, uh, go over a couple things that marked his patient faith. And before I, I, I really unpack a few points, let me just say one more thing. that I, I have this in my notes, and I think it's very important. Patient faith is not passive. 
You have to wait, but it's, it's not just a passive waiting. Patient faith is a very active waiting. We are active as we wait for the fulfillment of God, for the promise of God. We're always getting ready. We're always doing lots of things. Abraham received promises from God, but that didn't mean that he just stood still. It didn't give him a license to be idle until God moved by his mighty power. No, that's not the way patient faith works. Patient faith is a very active faith, and I really want to touch on some of the things that reflects this active patient faith. And so the first thing is patient faith builds altars. Patient faith builds altars. Um, uh, what you see in, in Genesis chapter 12, and again, uh, uh, can I, let me pause for a second here. Every time we, we preach a message, here's my expectation of you. Okay, this is a two-way street. My expectation of you is that you would be like a Berean. The Bible talks about Bereans in the scriptures. When Paul came and preached, the apostle Paul would preach and people would go and look in the Bible and see if what he said matched up to it. I expect you to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that you will not just listen to messages and, and, and not really engage with the word of God. The purpose of this moment is to help you engage with the Bible so that afterwards you will look and you will pray uh, this promise in for yourself and you will personalize these truths for yourself, not just to be moved over the next 35 minutes or receive or be a little bit more educated and have your faith a little bit more inspired, but you need to follow through. You need to, you need to engage with the, with the characters of the Bible because the word of God is living and active. And so I want to encourage you, go and read uh, uh, this week, The Life of Abraham. Get the most out of this feeding. Get the most out of this time. When you look at the, the life of Abraham, you also see this in the life of the other patriarchs in the book of Genesis, is that when God made them promises, the first thing they did was build altars. And we need to be building altars right here and right now. The promise that God gives you should be received with so much faith and so much joy that you literally build an altar of worship and praise. What should we be doing while we wait upon God? We should be building altars. We should be, be building altars in our home and, and we should be worshiping God and calling upon the Lord. God always loved when people with their own hands, in the Old Testament, this was symbolic of you and I going and getting alone with God today and, and saying, Lord, I thank you because this is your promise to my life, oh God. And I'm waiting for you and I'm believing you, God, and I'm trusting you. You're a good, good father. And you said this in your word and I receive it for my life. And you said that in your word and I receive it for my life. And I believe this for my children and I believe this for my grandchildren. I'm believing this for my future. I'm believing this for my finances. We build altars. I want to encourage you to build an altar today. An altar of faith that says God is a good God. He's a faithful God. He's a wonderful God. It's an amazing thing to see 
that when, when God would speak to the patriarchs, they would immediately go back and worship him and say thank you. They didn't thank him after the promise was fulfilled. They thanked him the moment the promise was given. See, so first of all, we need to um, tap in to the spiritual secrets of the great men and women of faith in the scriptures. And you want a secret? The minute you get a promise, build an altar of worship and praise. Build an altar of love. Glorify God today. You know, don't allow the difficulties or the circumstances of our times to drown out the promise of God. It's really hard to be cranky. It's really hard to be in a bad mood when you've gotten hold of one of the great and precious promises. We live by the great and precious promises of the scriptures. And whether it be isolation, hardship, before battles, after battles, what we see the great women of God did is they built altars. I was recently asked, uh, uh, you know, Chrissy and I, Chrissy spoke, did a Zoom message uh, for a church in another state, and um, then I kind of was part of a, another kind of part two workout session, a breakout session, and um, they asked me a question. Why do you say at your church that the prayer meeting is the most important meeting of the week? And I said, it's because that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. It's an amazing thing, brothers and sisters. But the most amazing, uh, 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 powerful, magnificent, fantastic things that happen in our lives are usually the result of us getting on our knees and praying. Our entire history here as a church, it's not because we were smart. It's not because we were clever. You know, as I, as I stand on this platform in this beautiful sanctuary, can I tell you something? We are here because God's people built altars. And I want to encourage you, don't stop building altars. Build some altars today. Get your family together. We've been talking about what do we do in the meantime. We're going to build altars in our homes. My house will be a house of prayer. Well, that means your house, a place where altars go up. And like there's these sacrifices, spiritual. The spiritual smoke is rising as you and your children, as you and your friends uh, uh, lift your hands and seek the living God. Surely he looks down and he answers. So, first of all, patient faith builds altars. Secondly, patient faith takes things one step at a time. Everybody say one step at a time. That's the way life is. Life is one step at a time. And when you look at the life of Abraham, God had great things for him. But Abraham actually, over the course of 25 years, which is approximately how long it took for the promise to be fulfilled, but over the course of all of that time, he traveled 2,200 miles. And, and it wasn't, you know, in a, in a pickup truck. This was by foot. This was with his entourage. This was on, on, on the back of a, a slow-moving 
donkey. He would take his whole family with him, but it was step by step. And brothers and sisters, life is step by step, and so is the life of faith. Listen to this quote. I really, I think this is so good. Life is composed of waiting periods. The child must wait until he's old enough to have a bicycle. The young man until he's old enough to drive a car. The medical student just wait for his diploma. The husband for his promotion. The young couple for savings to buy a new home. The art of waiting is not learned at once. We just have to wait. There's something in the natural of life that says things take time, and that's the way the, the, uh, the life of faith is as well. It's one step at a time. It doesn't mean that God's not working, but God is moving you as you put, take one step, put one step in front of the other. You need to keep following God. Abraham followed God one step at a time, knowing that, that sooner or later the promise would be fulfilled. That's the way God operates. Um, someone found in George Mueller's Bible, this is so cool, Psalm 37, 23. Uh, um, this was the great man of faith. Uh, he, he had a, an orphanage in England. He fed hundreds and hundreds of children. He never asked for money or provision. All he would do is ask God, and his story is replete with uh, supernatural miracles. So anyway, someone looked at his Bible, was thumbing through his Bible, and Psalm 37, 23 was underlined in his Bible. And here's what the Bible says. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And then in the margin, Mueller wrote, and the stops too. The steps and the stops, God's process. So for us men, are we... Uh, in the natural, like frustrated by the fact that we can't meet together right now. But for us, our faith says God is in the meeting. God is in the separating. God is going to help us by his mighty power. He's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. No matter what happens, we're going to stay locked into the Lord and we're going to follow him. And if we just follow him one step at a time, Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, amazing things will happen. The kingdom will continue to grow and advance, even in times like these. We need to make the best of the opportunity of hard times. And the way we do it is we go step by step and we live by faith. We gotta be kind of like like uh, 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 farmers that said, Lord, we've sown a seed and we know that it's going to come to pass. Andrew Murray said, a holy, joyful expectancy is the very essence of true waiting. So there's this, there's this step by step that says, Lord, here's what I believe. I believe God loves when we're honest with him. So don't ever have a problem with saying, Lord, I really don't like this. You know, it's all good. But always follow it up with, God, I don't like this, but I trust you and I love you. And I know it's all good, Lord. Your ways 
are past finding out and your ways are so much higher than our ways. If they could send the keyboard player. You know, great moves of God in history wouldn't have taken place if, if people didn't wait, you know. Uh, there are great stories of, of um, people being uh, um, saved and rescued by God if, if someone didn't persevere in prayer and just wait on the Lord and say, God, you, you got to come through for me. God, I know that you're able. I know that you're faithful. Let me give you two quick examples. Um, in the 18th century, William Carey labored seven years in India before the first Hindu convert was baptized. There's so many Christians in India right now, but somebody had to go in and break the ground and sow the seed and trust God and wait upon God until he moved by his mighty power. In 1853, a mission society almost closed the work in Angolay, India, because it only had 10 converts in 15 years. The board met together. Okay, so listen. The board met together and they started to talk about this. And the Lord whispered into their hearts, be patient, have faith. And so the board was persuaded to keep the work open. 30 years later, the Angoli church had grown to 15,000 members. Somebody here needs to, needs to personalize this story. Somebody here is waiting for God to break through for you. Maybe you're waiting for a wayward child. Maybe you're waiting for there to be a restoration in your family. Maybe you're waiting for a touch from heaven. In the name of Jesus, don't give up. Don't give up. Keep walking. Keep stepping. Do the thing that God shows you to do right now, knowing that you're one step closer. God is a faithful God. He's a wonderful father. And today, I just feel in my spirit like today is one of those days that we look at our circumstances and we just worship God and we say, God, I praise you. I'm waiting for you, God. I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm, I'm, I just want the next thing. I don't have to see it all, Lord. Just tell me what the next step is because I'm anxious to take all of the steps until your promise is fulfilled. The last thing that you see with um, Abraham's life was this patient faith rest in the until of God. You know, in life there's, a, there's an until. You know, in life there are moments when we just have to um, say, God, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to rejoice in you until you come through. Until you break through, Lord, I'm not going to give up. And I do want to say this uh, um, to, to everyone here. This is a, a really important thing. There's one time in Abraham's life 
and I'm watching this happen. I've been watching this happen, especially the, the COVID context has really moved people to make one of the mistakes. Abraham wasn't perfect, but one of the mistakes that Abraham made, like uh, uh, one of the few times that he took his eyes off the promise was when his wife said, look, um, uh, take my servant Hagar because we're not having a child. And sure enough, he did. And, and, and Hagar conceived. And the birth of not waiting for God created all sorts of hardship and difficulty in his family, in his lifetime, and in lifetimes to come. It reminds me of a quote uh, by James Wal uh, Baldwin, who put it this way. He said, be careful what you set your hearts upon, for it will surely be yours. And here's what I want to say to somebody today. Don't take your eyes off of the promise of God. Don't set your eyes on something other than God's will for your life. Don't, don't look high for a while and then look lower and give in to something because you're going to regret it because God's way is the best way, even though it requires patient faith. We have to be able to say, I will wait for you. I will wait for you, Lord. And I will rest in your until. Here's the last thing I want to say to you, and then we're going to pray together. So there was a quote once about, about bravery by Emerson. And I believe this really can translate to our faith. A man is a hero not because he's braver than anyone else, but because he is brave for 10 minutes longer. What if you're just 10 minutes away from your breakthrough today? What if you're 10 minutes away from God doing the miracle? It's never uh, a time to give up when it comes to the promise of God. Don't shift to the left or to the right. We will not be moved in the name of Jesus. We're praying. The intercession ministry is praying. The church, the body of Christ is praying. God is going to meet every need. God is going to heal marriages. God is going, to, is going to do miracles. Can I tell you something? We've been baptizing people. People have been getting saved during COVID. People have becoming uh, members during COVID. The church, nothing can stop the kingdom of God. Nothing can stop the church of Christ. And nothing can stop the blessing of God upon your life upon your home, upon your family, if you will operate in, in an active faith that says, God, I want what you have for me and only what you have. So I'm speaking to single people today. I'm speaking to marriages today. I'm speaking to teenagers today. What is the promise of God for your life? What is God's will for your life. What are we doing today? Today we're building an altar right where we right where we stand and we say, "Lord, things might be shut down, but you are not shut down and your kingdom is not shut down and you're moving by your mighty power." So come on, lift your hands right now. Personalize this moment right now. What is God's promise in your life? What are you believing God for? Come on, hallelujah, Jesus. 
Lord, we're waiting for you. God, we're trusting you, Lord Jesus. God, look down from heaven right here and right now, Lord. God, look at the, the incense of our prayers, of our worship rise to you, Lord. Hallelujah to your name, oh God. Hallelujah, we worship you and we praise you. God, we say we trust you. We say we rest in you, Lord God. We know that you're able, oh God, by your mighty power to touch someone that's sick today. We know that you're able by your mighty power to break a, a habit of bondage in the name of Jesus, but we trust you, Lord God. We don't look, oh God, to the strength of men. We don't look to the resources of this world. We wait for you, God. So Father, I pray right now for the body of Christ, for the kingdom of God. Lord, for the, the family, oh Lord, of Chicago Tabernacle. Lord, we wait and we praise you. And God, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that this would be a day of worship. God, we declare this to be a day of worship. We declare this to be a day of praising you and of waiting, Lord. Not tuned out, but completely tuned in. Not passively, but actively, oh God. Bless your people. I pray, Father, that a worship service would now begin in every household, in every car, God, even in offices, oh God. I pray that a moment of worship and a time of honoring you. God, I release your people to continue to connect with you. And I want to encourage every leader. Come on, lead your family right now. This is what we need to do as we are in this context. We have to learn to build altars in our homes just like Abraham did. I want to close with this. Somebody needs to, to take a walk of worship today. Somebody needs to walk around their house and, and like, like they walked around the walls of Jericho today. Set your heart, set your eyes upon Jesus. Come on, do whatever you can to set the people around you. If you know people the, uh, 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 in the family of God that are discouraged, call them up and be an agent of getting their eyes upon Jesus and say, Lord, we're waiting here for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, do it. And all God's people said a strong and a loud amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. Keep this moment going. Come on, take authority right now and keep the service, keep the response to God going. We love you. We'll see you Tuesday night. Have a wonderful day.